Showtime. This is the Bold Nonsense Podcast. We might as well have a good time. With Ad Walsh Disney. Dynamite drop-in money and broadcast school has really paid off. At Still Smooth Productions. <laughs> oh, big golfs, huh? All right. Well, see you later. And the man you know as the smartest idiot in the world. I think cerveza in a can is probably the greatest invention besides yoga pants and Chipotle. At St. Bale's. I'm not prepared. I really am not prepared at all. A bunch of a-holes. Welcome to the 21st century, Buck Rogers. Here we go again, indeed, on another episode of the Bold Nonsense Podcast. It is a beautiful day in the 503, and in the 503, the red light is on. The red light, of course, it means stop thinking. Just just quit it for a little bit. Stop thinking. Get a little senseless with us here at the Bold Nonsense Podcast. It is another Thursday that we are recording because, well, you know, I'm a social man. I got stuff to do tomorrow. Uh, It is just me for episode 23. Bales is still getting situated, and uh, we're figuring that out, to to be quite frank. He'll get back when he gets back. Stop pressuring the guy. Ad's still smooth. He's not gonna be here either. He is out. He is D.L. It is just me, and maybe we'll have a uh, special guest for you later. little tease. Who knows? You have to stick around. You have to listen. Figure it out. St. Bales, he's on the commissioner's exempt list. He is out of here. He is He is not able to participate, and at Still Smooth, well, he's just straight D.L. D.L. So he's not going to be here. You know that. But I am, I'm at Walsh Disney. This is episode 23 of 719 2018. We are working our way through our first six months of this podcast. We've had so much fun with it, and we're going to keep having so much fun with it. We hope you keep having that fun with us. It's we, I don't really want to do random thought this week. Anytime you're by yourself to, doing random thought, it kind of seems like... Uh, you're talking to yourself a little too much, getting a little schizoid uh, in in the studio, quote unquote studio. It's not a studio. It's like barely an office. It's just weird to do by yourself. So we're just going to jump right into trivia. Trivia! Trivia! <laughs> trivia, baby! Oh. <laughs> Welcome back to Jeopardy. Going to make that your final answer? You think you're pretty smart, don't you, Trebek? Last week's trivia question What was the last school to win the BCS National Championship before the change to the college football playoff? The answer in three, two, one. That's Florida State. 
Florida State was the last people to win it before they changed the format. Uh, Florida State, yeah, I get it. Indian chant, whatever you want. Uh, This week's trivia question is pretty topical. Pretty topical. It's going to... It's what college did Darrell Revis attend? Darrell Revis, we'll get to in the news. I promise you we'll talk about him just a little bit. But yeah, what what college did Darrell Revis attend? That is this week's trivia question. Remember, we don't we don't always need you, although we'd love to hear from you. We don't need you at, at uh, on Twitter at bold underscore nonsense or on Instagram at bold dot nonsense. We don't need you to get back at us. We'd love to hear from you. We don't need you to, but we need you to play along with our trivia questions. And we're hoping that uh, you learn a little something from this podcast. That's what we want. We want to learn. We want to talk. We want to have fun. But. The mainly, mainly what we want to do is we want to go to the news. I've just been handed an urgent news story, and I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. This is the fucking news. News, 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 news. We're news too. Only news told much later. See the game last night? Which game? Any of them. Passes it to the man, shoots it. And boom goes the dynamite. Fantastic. I am so sorry. Someone put the story in all capital letters, and I, I thought I was supposed to yell it. We're going to dive right into everything. I mean, there's a, it's off-season or middle of the, uh, middle of the season in, in baseball's case, but there's still a lot to talk about. And uh, we don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to keep everybody. You know, we want to make this this week's pretty quick and have a lot of fun with it. Um, since it's just just me. So we're gonna start with the NFL. The first story in the NFL is, um, of course, Terrell Owens, who, who's eyeing a comeback in the CFL. CFL is getting a lot of love. From either people who didn't make it in the NFL or people who are already out of the NFL. The CFL is, uh, well, might be getting getting a gold jacket player. It's just, it's, it'll be interesting to say the least. I mean, Terrell, Terrell Owens, Hall of Famer, or soon to be, I guess. Uh, but who knows? He's, I feel like T.O. just can't give up the spotlight. We'll see how it plays out for him. Still in great shape, as we saw from the videos a couple weeks ago. But uh, let's go into the next story. Some of you still playing in the actual NFL. Brandon Cooks in the Rams. Uh, they came to an agreement on a five-year, $80 million extension. And, uh, Rams, this is the rich get richer with the Rams. They are finding really creative ways to bolster that roster with guys Brandon Cooks, he just seems like such a good player for this to be his what third team in third is third third team in three years. Great player, but great signing from the Rams, and uh, they're going to be super exciting this year. We're going to talk about them later. Another tease, two teases this quick? Are you kidding me? Uh, you guys, you just keep listening. Um, the aforementioned Darrell Revis retired after 11 seasons and seven Pro Bowls. Revis Island, uh, I can say it was so much fun watching him play when he was just in that like three or four year stretch of being easily one of the top five players in the entire NFL and one of the top two or three defensive players as well. 
man, that was a lot of fun. Uh, just watching him shut down people that because of the physicality that he played with, and he always got his hands on guys. So it was so fun to watch him just bully people, which I mean, I don't think people are used to in a corner. And well, I guess since uh, Mel Blunt and yeah, pretty much Mel Blunt, who the rule is the uh, five yard cushion rule made for Mel Blunt, just in case you didn't know. Um, next story, this one was just really cool to, to, to watch and, um, get to, it's more than watch. It was really experience. If you ask me, Jim Kelly, uh, he won an award at the ESPYs, a Jimmy V award for perseverance. And his speech was just so cool. Uh, I mean, you could see that he was obviously recovering even on his walk up to the stage. He was super emotional. Uh, had his two daughters with him, and his speech was just, I mean, all-time good guy type of stuff, telling people to to make a difference any day you can. And I like the fact that he said that he, it doesn't have to be making a difference to somebody who's going through something terrible, but it it could just be somebody who's having a bad day. And also the, the fact that he just said smile, smile. The, he talks about how important it was that his daughters came in to uh, his room when he was, his, you know, in one of his bouts of fighting cancer, and he just liked to see his smile. So that was pretty cool. Jim Jim Kelly won the award. Um, and really kept kept to the uh, really honored. I think Jimmy V with his speech and just who he is. Uh, we're gonna move on to the Falcons and Julio Jones. This. This is uh, this won't put a smile on Julio's face because the Falcons have pretty much said you're not getting a new deal. Julio's got three years left on his deal, and they're not budging. Now they have said that they will talk to him after the 2018 season, so this story could actually be playing out for for quite a while. But we haven't really seen Julio's reaction to this. But we do know the Falcons. I think they're going to stay pretty pretty steadfast on. Not changing that deal. Maybe they throw in a couple bonuses here and there, but I don't think they change the deal in any significant way. Um, some well, I guess let's not dance around. Uh, let's not dance around it. Let's get to it. Le'Veon Bell again, again did not get a deal done with the Steelers, and I don't know. I I saw this coming. <laughs> it didn't seem like either side was really working towards each other. It seemed more like the sides were trying to not really play the blame game, but trying to at least deflect criticism. And I think this is what you're going to get a whole lot more of. It's just specific messaging from either the Steelers or Le'Veon's camp or Le'Veon himself, maybe. You're going to get a lot of messaging on both sides. You already saw it. Right away, Le'Veon Bell's his agent, not Le'Veon, his agent, he put out a statement, oh, this will be Le'Veon's last year with the Steelers because they couldn't get a deal done and all this stuff. Basically, the statement was trying to to create sympathy on Le'Veon's side, saying, well, we tried and it's the Steelers who are being uh, bullheaded and stubborn and they're not disrespecting Le'Veon because they're, they're not paying him his dues, all this kind of stuff. The, they're not going to, 
I don't think either side's going to outright come and say it's the other side's fault. But I do think you'll get messaging, messaging trying to uh, deflect to the other side. Very subtle difference there in the NFL and uh, in the way the, the business is run. But don't, don't let them sway you. Try to read through it. Read between the lines. Uh, I think both sides were staying. They drew a line. And those lines didn't meet. And that's difficult to, to get a deal when, when that happens. But I think the big thing, the big problem is so Le'Veon wants to reset the market for running backs and what they get paid. But I think kind of the conundrum here is that he could have, either way, he would have or could have and will change that running back market. Say he so he doesn't get a new deal. Say this is his last last year with the Steelers, and he waits till he hits the open market. He's gonna get exactly what he wants. There will be a team. There will be someone who will give him his money, his guaranteed money. And when he signs that deal, whichever team it is, that's gonna reset the market. Because we've seen it with quarterbacks. They sign a deal with the next guy that signs a deal. He's getting paid more. As long as the the next running back to come after Le'Veon is a top-tier running back who's producing and and obviously has a couple years ahead of him, he's going to reset that market. But just say that he took the deal that the Steelers have offered him either last year or reportedly this year, that would have paid him, I mean, twice as much as the next top guys in some cases. If he had taken that, I think what he doesn't understand is that would have reset the market as well. Because if he takes that big deal in the running next running back behind him behind him who wants it their next deal is producing in, in a even a similar manner well that number is going to be either right at Le'Veon's, maybe just above or barely below which again is going to reset the running back market he didn't i think Le'Veon kind of missed the fact that he didn't need to leave the Steelers to reset the market he was going to do it either way and he was going to do it by production, not by his holdouts. So I think Le'Veon, I think he kind of missed it on that a little bit. But you can't really blame him. I mean, he's trying. He's trying something new. And I don't think he thought it all the way through. And it's just kind of an unfortunate situation that we had to get to to this. And the at least if you just listen to the the media, it seems like a contentious, I don't know, lack of deal. Although then Le'Veon comes out and he says, hey, we, we tried and, and I'm sorry that we couldn't get it done on both sides where we both wanted to and it just could, it just didn't happen. It just didn't happen. Uh, it, he didn't seem angry. He didn't seem like the Steelers had, had disrespected him, although his agent kind of made it sound like, like at least the agent thought so. The Le'Veon sounded like, I mean, he said 2018 is going to be his best season, so at least we can look forward to, to seeing that because any time that Le'Veon's having his best season, it's going to be good football for us.
Uh, the last NFL story actually comes this uh, kind of a similar situation, uh, different side of the country. Earl Thomas, just up with the Seahawks, he put out on Instagram that he want basically what he said on Instagram. The gist of what he said was, either trade me or give me an extension. And I I read that, and it, it bothered me, because I was just like, this is your business. This is business. Keep that to yourself. It's your business. He didn't need to put that out on Instagram. To, to what? Are, are all of us fans who, who like Earl Thomas going to convince the Seahawks out of nowhere to give him his money? No. That's not going to happen. The Seahawks don't care if we yell at him on Twitter. The only reason he put this out is to try and generate some sympathy for himself. That's not good business. Let your agent work. Work through your agent. Work with the Seahawks. I get uh, I I get the frustration of okay, I either want my money or I want out. But you don't need to bring that to Instagram. That's your business. I don't I don't like when players come out and are just trying to throw people under the bus because they're a little bit upset. Deal with it. Deal with you want every all the time. Player, what do we hear all the time? Players, it's a business, man. There's no loyalty business. Blah blah blah. It's a business. Well, then act like it. Be a better businessman. Businessmen don't go on Instagram when they're doing a deal to try and throw the other side under the bus. Be better than that. I mean, he's. He's trying to play to the narrative of the NFL is evil and the NFL is oppressive. No, they're not. They're just better business people than you. They don't go on Instagram and try and play the fan game. No, they use leverage. And they use, and they use the CBA that you guys signed. I don't, I mean, you can't, how much can you really complain about the CBA if you signed it? Again, be a better business person. Be better at it. And you won't get these kinds of situations. You won't have to put on your Instagram that uh, you're upset. So that you get your fans to come back at you and make you feel better. That's the NFL. We're just going to move on right along to the NBA. Couple of couple of quick ones. Melo got traded to the Hawks and is expected to be waived. I mean, woof, right? Buzz your girlfriend. Woof. It's just like, does Melo even matter anymore? Unless it's the Olympics, stop talking about him. I just, we just don't need, we can be done with the whole Melo thing. He's going to go get some money somewhere, and wherever he goes is going to wildly underperform. We get it. Story over. It's written and nothing new is coming. Melo's not throwing us a curveball. I guarantee you that. Next story. Marcus Smart, he re-signed with Boston on a four-year deal. It's going to pay him about just like mid-50s, mid-50-something million dollars. It's a good amount of money, and that is a good team, good defender. I really think Marcus Smart is important to that team especially on the defensive end. He can be a little bit uh, three-point happy, but, but defensively, I think he wildly makes up for it. 
And to the big stuff. Again, let's just get right to it. Kawhi gets traded to the Raptors, uh, along with Danny Green, who goes to the Raptors as well. DeMar DeRozan and, you know, some other pieces come back to the Spurs. And really what it is is it's Kawhi and DeRozan. They're switching. Those are the big names. Those, that's what you need to know. And we're pretty much right after this came out. I mean, everybody knows Kawhi doesn't want to go to Toronto. Everybody knows where he wants to get. That's been beaten to death. So we won't really talk about that much. The interesting side is really DeRozan. DeRozan just just a couple weeks ago was told by people, by his executives, we're not going to trade you. We love you. You decided to stick with us. Nobody does that. Well, then they traded him. DeRozan wasn't super happy about that. Uh, he put out on social media that he wasn't happy and, you know, cryptive stuff, loyalty, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Isaiah Thomas, when he was asked about it, said there is no loyalty in the league. Uh, for all of the bashing that NBA people like to do, on the NFL, in all of the, uh, we're run by stars, it's a stars league, we're a players league, the NFL hates their players, we love our players, they can do whatever they want. Doesn't this kind of sound like the NFL? It sounds like the NFL, right? Oh, there's no loyalty. Nobody cares about us. Pretty much everybody says about the NFL. Maybe. It's just that that's how... Sports business goes. Again, business. Business. Then the uh, then there's really I mean let's bring it let's bring it back home. Come on back home. Five oh three. Cause this this crushed me. I mean I heard about this. I heard he went to the Raptors and pretty much everything else that said has been uh, slowly chipping away at my soul. Because everything that's being said about those Raptors could be the Blazers. It could have been us. The Ra- what are the Raptors right now? They're being talked about. They're relevant. And that's not us. Relevance is always good. It's always good. And that could have been us. Really, the Blazers only have a couple of options if they're really looking to challenge for a title. You either get multiple stars, as we see all over the league right now, either do that and copycat league it up, or the other one is have one star and get really good, really deep bench and other players around that one star. They can't be, it can't be an A plus and some C pluses. It's got to be an A plus and a bunch of B pluses or A minuses around him if you're going to compete. Or you can just get a whole bunch of A pluses and then C minus stuff around those, those A pluses. Those are the two options. Okay. Multiple stars, people who don't matter all that much around them. Or one star, people who still matter around that one star. Okay? That's how you get this done. Kawhi gets you that either way. And what do I mean? Okay. 
You either bring him in, you trade for him, you bring Kawhi here, whatever it takes, you get him here. And then you trade him somewhere else, clearing cap space, bringing assets. And now you have a huge, huge piece, a huge asset in Kawhi Leonard to get something back from somebody else who's desperate, like the Raptors. You could have done that. Get him, trade him. Or you get him and convince him to stay, Paul George. When people, people come here to Portland, they might not come here all the time. But when they do, they love it. They love it. So there, take that chance. Take that risk. Either way, if you get Kawhi, you're helping yourself. Because then you get to choose. Do I want to trade this big asset for smaller assets in return? Getting back to the one star with good pieces around him? Or... Do I want to get Kawhi and then try and convince him to stay? Other option, multiple stars. Either way, getting Kawhi is not bad. But we really didn't even try because we weren't even willing to give up CJ for him. I've got a question for you. It's rhetorical, don't worry. Are we going to win a championship with Dame and CJ? This roster that we've seen the past couple years. Rhetorical. Because it's no. It's not, it's not going to happen. So trade him. You keep Dame. He's our guy. First team All-NBA. So you trade CJ. At wor- worst, you, you don't really get anything back. Kawhi leaves when you trade CJ for him. And then we get cap space. And now we're not stuck under a rock. Wouldn't that be nice? I hear all the time when I talk to to other Blazer fans, like, oh, well, it's a small market. We can't really get, nobody comes here in free agency. Okay, that's fine. But that's, what? Should we we just not be a franchise? No, we we still have to try. You got to be creative. You got to figure something out. If you're a small market, you have to take more risks than a big market in order to compete. You have to do things like this Kawhi trade. Look at Toronto taking a risk to try and get themselves over the hump. Because they know, okay, if people don't want to come here, then what do we have to do? We got to trade for them or get them in the draft. Well, the draft's not working. We don't have, we don't, if we keep drafting people, well, Dame's going to be out of his, out of his prime by the time we get those other guys, the drafted guys, get ready to go. So the trade for people, take risks. And there are no risks happening. O'Shea is, again, paralyzed into doing nothing. He either does nothing or he does the bam, the bare ass minimum. Nothing is big. Nothing takes a risk. O'Shea has no idea how to get there, how to get to the championship, how to get to the title place. If that's a destination, he has no idea how to get there. So he doesn't even know which road to take. Where, so where are we left? Well, we're left sitting in an inter- intersection waiting to get hit by a car. And it's coming. Actually, he just came. It's Pelicans. A sweep. 
got run over because we have no because he doesn't know which roads to take. So he just sits there idling. Well, if you're not going forward, you're going backwards. And definitely getting left behind. O'Shea he's a kid he's the kid in a game of chess that doesn't know how to play chess, so he's asking everyone else if they want to play Go Fish. He's completely overmatched. And it's pretty obvious. You have smart GMs in Toronto making risks, understanding that they might have a smaller market, so here we go, we gotta do something big. And then you have guys like O'Shea who back themselves into cap hell right under a rock and have no idea how to get out from under it. Why we still have him? Don't know. Don't know. Why we don't have Kawhi? It's because of O'Shea. We'll survive. My fandom will, uh, will, will struggle on. In the NBA, at least. Because in, in baseball, the MLB, well, the Mariners, they, they are my the light at the end of this tunnel for me. With four All-Stars and just, just a great All-Star weekend. I mean, the MLB, that's a good weekend. The Home Run Derby, that was amazing. That was awesome. That was fun. That was perfect. The Home Run Derby crushed it. To be honest, I was going to go see a movie. I was planning to go watch a movie. I was going to go out. I knew no one was going to be at the theater. It was going to be just me. I was going to be all relaxed, laying out, get some, maybe get some, uh, so, some uh, candy or something. I don't know. Bunch of crunch. But I was going to go see a movie, and I couldn't. I started watching that Home Run Derby, and I was fixed. It was night over. I knew what my night was going to be. It was watching that. And I enjoyed every minute of it. I didn't miss them going to see that movie one bit for one second. That was so much fun. And I've heard a lot of people say it was like all Bryce Harper. That's why it was fun. He was part of it. Usually he's a complete tool. That night he he was cool. He was fun. He was funny without being a tool. Different for him. Glad if we get that Bryce Harper all the time. Be totally happy with it. But I thought it was everybody else. The whole thing. We saw personality. We saw fun. Just guys just just hanging out, showing what they can do. Their athleticism, their power. That's what we need in baseball. That's what we want in sports. And baseball finally is catching up. Good job. Keep with it. Keep with it. In other baseball, just some baseball news real quick. Manny Machado traded to the Dodgers for prospects. The Dodgers are very interesting because if you really think about it, they're built on acquiring star talent, right? Yankee style, but in California. And they use prospects in like this Manny Machado trade where they traded five prospects for Manny Machado. They use prospects to get those stars. Well, if you think about it, prospects are just assets that they don't put any effort into getting. They get those with every draft every year for nothing. They just get them because they pick them. Now they have really good assets and they either develop those or they use them to get other assets, other stars. Then they rinse and repeat every year. Every year they just get more assets. 
and they use them very well. I think that's really interesting. I think that's a, a very good way to use what you've got at your disposal. Yeah, maybe you don't have all the money in the world, but you definitely have assets. You can definitely bring people in instead of just you know paying out the kazoo for them. Different way to do it. Different way to do it. That's the news. That's all we've got. That's things going on. I give you some baseball talk. I think they, they're really stepping it up. And I think this is a good launching point to give little tease for the MLB casual fan out there. Just reminding you you're there until they get to the playoffs. I think it's good for them. The NBA, it's slowing down into their offseason. I, I would be remiss if I did not congratulate this, the Blazers summer league on the cha- summer league team on the championship. Gary Trent Jr. That's what's up. I'm excited about Gary Trent. It's gonna be fun stuff. The NBA is kind of winding down, just getting their final deals done. Yeah, Kawhi was big, but for the most part, I'm talking about the whole the general. They're, they're winding down a little bit now that the Kawhi thing has happened. It's gonna slow down. A lot, I think, in the NFL is just going to be ramping up, starting uh, with their camps. Camps are coming up in not that long. So here comes the NFL. Get ready. Get ready. Get uh, If you play fantasy, get to the mock draft for the League of Inebriated Gentlemen. Commish, come on. Come on. Renew the league. Let's do this. Let's go. I'm ready. I'm coming for the title. It's going to be a great year. Alvin Kamara, here we go. Here we go. And that's the news, so here we go to recess. And for that, I'm going to bring in somebody. Can't do, can't do recess alone. You can't, you can't eat alone, you can't do recess alone. Who do I look like, Steven Glansberg? What, so i got to sit here and eat dessert alone like a Steven Glansberg? Better bring him in then. Okay, he's here. He's ready. We're ready to go. Hello, hello, hello. If you uh, you don't recognize that voice, don't know how you would. Make his podcast debut. It's bold nonsense. Debut. Young Walsh. What is up, my dude? All right. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. Yeah. Okay. Do you like Young Walsh? Do you like yeah. the fact that we yeah. refer to you no. as Young Walsh? I'm totally fine with that. That's, okay. That's good stuff. Would you like to stick with that? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. That's fine with us if you uh, you know him, you know him. If you don't, uh, you don't need to. Anyway. I'm that cool of a guy. Yeah. Let's go to recess! If we played them ten times, they might win nine. But not this game. This is your time. Oh boy, is this great! Welcome to the show where everything's made up and the points don't matter. We're going to recess. We needed him to play recess, and I uh, kind of let him let him choose what he wanted to do. Because, uh, to be honest, I didn't have very many ideas, and he we went with who he chosen. So we're gonna do who he chosen second week in a row, but that's fine. And if we're, I'm being completely honest. Actually, some background: who you chosen. Actually started, I know it's been, it's not like a completely new concept, but Who You Choosing really kind of started as an idea for me, at least, coming up with it, 
from something we do all the time, all the time. We do occasionally, and which is we'll just we'll just sit here. I mean, I think you all know Young Walsh ref- referring to the fact that he is my younger brother. Uh, we'll just sit here and we'll throw two names out there, and then we choose one. Oh yeah, we basically choose who you choose in or play who you choose in, but uh, very informally. And for like three and a half hours. Yeah. Uh, the go-to classic is Jamal Lewis or Priest Holmes. Which That's always a good one. Yeah. Always a good one. Always yeah. a good one. And Mike Allstar always comes up somewhere. <laughs> always goes up somewhere. Gotta love the power backs. And we do. So that's kind of where Who You Choosing came from. This week, Who You Choosing comes from us to you. And I, I'm not even going to tell him what the category is, why I chose this. I'm, gonna choo- I'm just going to take him through who you choose. And if you, if you, for some reason, haven't been listening because you live under a rock or you're a regular person, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, who you choose, and I give him two, two options. Choose one. It's rapid fire. We do it as quick as possible. This is going to be a little extended because we've got a lot of choices. Huge. A lot of choices, and we're going to narrow it down. And it, uh, I'll reveal why, why I chose this at the end. Hopefully there are some softballs for me, since I'm new to this. All right. He's new. <laughs> what do you know? <laughs> yeah. Ready? You got it. Are you? Okay, remember, it's, it, it's rapid fire. It's just throw it, throw it out when you hear it, all right? You ready? Yeah. You ready? Okay. In three, two, one... Pats or Bengals? Pats. Steelers, Raiders? Steelers. Jags, Dolphins? Jags. Chiefs, Broncos? Oh, Chiefs. Ooh. Titans, Jets? Titans. Bills, Colts? Ooh, Colts. Ravens, Texans? That's Texans. Chargers, Browns? Browns. Wow. Yikes. (laughs) That don't make no sense. Eagles, Cowboys? Eagles. Vikings, Cardinals. Vikings. Uh, Saints, Packers. Saints. Rams, Redskins. Rams. Panthers, 49ers. Niners. Uh, Falcons, Bucks. Falcons. Lions, Bears. Uh, the Bears. The Bears. Ooh, Seahawks, Giants. Seahawks. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. Go back, Pats and Jags. Pats. Okay, Steelers, Texans. Steelers. Colts, Browns. Oof, Browns. Wow, big fan of the Browns. (laughs) Uh, Chiefs, Titans. Chiefs. Uh, Eagles, 49ers. Niners. Oof. Uh, Bears, Falcons. Falcons. Rams, Seahawks. Rams. Saints, Vikings. Oh, that's tough. Uh, Let's go Vikings. Okay. Um, Pats, Chiefs. Pats. Steelers, Browns. Steelers. Um, Rams, 49ers. Rams. Falcons, Vikings. Vikings. And then Pats, Steelers. Steelers. Okay, Vikings, Rams. Uh, Vikings. 
Steelers Vikings. Oh no, Vikings. The Vikings. And you've chosen your Super Bowl winner. Oh, <laughs> uh, yikes. That's how we did it. We went all the way through, eliminated uh, all the AFC and NFC people, and then we went NFC, AFC, and it came out to be the Vikings. The Vikings are going to beat the Steelers in this year's Super Bowl, according to well, Young Walsh. Yeah, about a, about a quarter of those, it was just... Uh, there's one player on that team that I enjoy, or in the Bears scenario, yeah. most of the time it was just Brian. I just yeah. big fan of Lacker. Oh, Brian! That's all it was about. Yeah, you don't and, even need to say his last name. It's just Brian and Rex Grossman. It's just wow. <laughs> Good old Rex. Yeah, that's that's who you choose in. Uh, that's the way it should be played. When you get those two options, it shouldn't be like a calculated. Well, this and this yeah. and this. It should be, you think of one thing for one team, (laughs) and that's the one you go. And then when we we do do things like it's your Super Bowl prediction, we hold you extremely accountable to it. Oh, yeah. It's the best way to do it. My heart is still a flutter. (laughs) (laughs) It's an intense game. Yeah. It's an intense game. But that, that's who you're choosing. It's all rapid fire, so it goes by really fast. If, uh... If you are so inclined, senseless, play along, play with your buddy, extend recess to a friend. All you have to do is write down all the teams in each conference and then eliminate them as you go. That's all we did. It's fun. Let us know. Hit us up. Remember, Twitter, bold underscore nonsense. Instagram, bold dot nonsense. Let us know who you came up with in your who you choosing? Super Bowl prediction. Young Walsh, he went with the Vikings over the Steelers. Purely Harrison Smith. <laughs> Purely Harrison <laughs> Smith. Who who did he beat out on the Steelers? Uh, no one? All, I mean, it was Just with it. the Steelers, it was like always been a Ben Roethlisberger and then Jerome Bettis guy. Yeah. You know? Jerome yeah. Bettis clearly isn't there anymore. No. Harrison Smith is still playing. No. There you go. The, uh, the past comes back to effect today. But that's, that's recess. We're going to move on now to our main topic for young Walsh and I to talk about. If you guys don't know, football, football is kind of big for us. You want to give them some background for you, your, your football, while you're into football? Just, yeah. Just give them some... <clears throat> I mean, I... Uh, Started playing young? Yeah, I've been playing football since... I, or I played football from, like, third grade to uh, freshman year of college. Uh, played a little bit at uh, the old George Fox University. Quaker uh, you, as, as St. Bales likes to say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, that's when my playing career ended, and I took a year off, and then I've been a high school coach at uh, Valley Catholic for the last two years. Ooh. Yeah. Alma maters on alma maters. Si senor. Yeah. It was, uh, and it's a good time. And I've always, always been a big fan of football. And, yeah, number one sport. Go team. Football's the thing. Football's the thing. That's why we're going to talk about it. Uh, really, Young Walsh is one of my few favorite people to talk football with. Um, and, you know, sometimes it's hard to have a good football conversation. And I feel like we, we do. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, you can't. You can't talk football with everybody. You know, some people just don't care to, and some people eat, don't know. I mean, I've talked about this before. When you're talking consistently with people 
who are kind of like below your knowledge level, it gets kind of like, you can get kind of boring. Like, uh, I think I talked a bit, LeBron is the person I was talking about this with. Like, when he was with his last year's Cavs team, the things he would say to them, I feel like, I can imagine them just not understanding like 50% of it. Oh, yeah. And I feel like I get that look from people every, occasionally. I get that look from people occasionally where it's like, I don't, I either don't care what you're saying or don't understand what you're saying. No, yeah. I, it doesn't happen as often with you. No, yeah. That happens to me all the time when I'm talking about most things. Could just be I'm terrible at speaking. Well. Listeners, let me know. It's good, good, <laughs> yeah. good thing we do a podcast. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm excited for this this NFL talk. What we're going to do for for the NFL talk is, you know, not a long discussion, pretty short, fun discussion. Uh, we're gonna take a division. We might haven't decided yet. We might do this for a couple weeks in a row. But for today, we're gonna take a division. This week it's the NFC West, and we're going to just put it in our order. And then kind of break down the teams a little bit just to have a general discussion. Just to get you guys, you the senseless ready, the the uh, generic guy, ready for the NFL season. Do you already have your your ranking figured out in your head? Or are you just going to like wing it? Uh, this is off the top of my head. Alright. This I- is straight up off the top of my head. Wow. I am not used to being more prepared than somebody. <laughs> Well, you are. <laughs> you are. I was uh, preparing for, I guess, other things, like <laughs> the rest of this podcast. But you want to, since you're you're so prepared, why don't you give me a second to collect my thoughts? <laughs> just talk. Just give give the order in general. It doesn't have to be like records. We're not gonna yeah. like completely deep dive for this, just so everybody knows. It's just gonna be very general thoughts. So give give me the order in which you're going to go through. Maybe give a little bit of reason why. You got it. Uh, so let's go bottom to the top. Bottom to top. Bottom to the top. All right. So fourth is going to be the Seattle Seahawks. And you don't have to break it down yet. Yeah. Third, I'm going Arizona Cardinals. Okay. Second, San Fran Niners. Yeah. And winning the, winning is the LA Rams. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I mostly agree and I feel like general thought or just like I don't know, rational thought is that's a hundred percent like that's spot on. <laughs> I really wanna try and find a way to flip them. And I can't find a reason to. You know, because, like, Rams, I, I have a feeling they're going to run away with it. Oh, yeah. The Niners are a distant second. But I don't think... I'm not as high on the Niners, and maybe this is why I'm trying to figure out a different way to put it. Because I'm not as high on the Niners as everybody. I don't think it's like... I don't think they're ready to, to compete in the playoffs. I think the... I think, well, I'll just say that I think it goes Rams... Seahawks, Niners, Cardinals. I think that's going to end up happening uh, because I think the Seahawks are going to surprise people. I don't think the Niners are as ready as everyone thinks. Yeah. Jimmy G is... uh, He doesn't (laughs) seem focused to me. Doesn't seem focused to me. Just took a porn star on a date. (laughs) I don't know. I like it. Jimmy's got to calm down. 
Go prove it. I believe it when I see it. <laughs> okay. So go team by team now? Yeah, let's go team by team. Okay. Let's start with the Rams. Who are both of our firsts. Both of our firsts. Yeah. So McVeigh. Guy, yeah. Yeah, genius. Yeah. Uh, so. Son of bum on the other side. Yeah. Son of yeah, bum. Right, yeah. yeah. Uh, so McVeigh's a genius. Uh, yes. And young. A young genius who right. relates to people very well. Yeah. Goff, one of the league's top young QBs. I think I'm going to keep him for my fantasy team. Well, I hate you. Uh, yeah. They lost Sammy Watkins. Um, which, yeah, he wasn't doing much anyway. But then they gained Brandon Cooks, which is a huge upgrade. Yeah, it's uh, better Sammy Watkins. Yeah, he's, he's faster, he probably catches the ball better, and yeah. he can run more routes. Yeah, and um, they've got him for a long time now. Yeah, six years? Five, five right? years, 80 million. Five, yeah. Uh, and then, so you've got Cooks taken off the top, as well as yeah. being able to run other things. And then uh, Cup and Woods running the intermediate stuff. Yeah. Which, they're both very good receivers still. I think Woods is in... He's getting up there, right? Probably like his eighth year? Yeah. Uh, eighth yeah, year. probably some, anywhere from like six to eight. Yeah. Uh, but he's still doing very well. Um, and then defensively, I mean, they added Akeem Tlaib. Everyone? <laughs> they added Tlaib, Marcus Peters, and Sue. Um... And they... Still have Aaron Donald. Yeah, they still have Aaron Donald, and LaMarcus Joyner is yeah. also a very good safety. The only thing they don't have is linebackers who everyone knows. Right, I have a yeah. feeling they're going to at the end of the season now. I just have a feeling it's going to be, like, somebody on that linebacking core is going to break out. Oh, yeah. You know, we haven't even said Todd Gurley yet. I completely skipped Todd Gurley. We yeah. talked about yeah. the offense. He just, finished, the... he just finished second in MVP yeah, voting, it's... whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah, there you go. It's too obvious. Yeah. It's Todd Gurley, yeah. They, they're they stacked all over it. The only yeah. thing, the only thing is like, a lot of people defensively that, that I don't want to say cause problems, <laughs> but, but, cause don't, problems. but don't <laughs> not cause problems. Yeah. Yeah, that was one of the things I was thinking about. It could turn into like an OKC like basketball situation Ugh. where you've got too many like personalities in the locker room where yeah. it's just equal to a bad situation. Yeah, uh, that's the same thing I was saying. My only hope for next year's basketball season is that somebody doesn't get along in OKC's locker room. Yeah. And I think for at least this division, that's their only hope as well. Right. Is yeah. that it goes completely wrong. Although I don't think it will. From everything I've heard about McVeigh, and obviously Wade, yeah, like that, those two guys don't really have that kind of, those personas. Those, uh, they relate too well to people. Yeah, they they don't have weak personalities. Like they're not gonna. Get, yeah. yeah, and they both like players too much. I right. think that it's gonna be just a party in there. Yeah, another thing I was see, like, uh, seeing is that like, on offense their O line is okay and they rely heavily on like Andrew Whitworth who's yeah I think 140 years old uh he <laughs> looks like it. You guys, if you see that dude's beard he looks he's like got a Gandalf style beard yeah and then uh I think like one of their starting guards got suspended for the first two games yeah. for like I think substance stuff but honestly those are the only things that could derail them like yeah 
And then that circles back to McVeigh, who will find a way to get around it. Yeah. Because sure. that's what he does. Yeah. Okay, let's go on to... Who's your second? Again. My second is the Niners. Your second is the Niners. Yeah. Okay, they're my third. Right. But we'll talk about them next. Okay. Let's go Niners. So, same thing as... What you got? The Rams, where... Yeah. Shanahan's a genius. Yeah. Uh, Head coach is an offensive genius. It's a trend in the league. Yeah. I mean, it's working. Yeah. Uh, number two, Jimmy G is really pretty. Uh... <laughs> the, yeah. guy, the guy can just do whatever he wants. Took a porn uh, star on a date. Yeah. Uh, he's and no one cares. Yeah, that's what that's what you're saying is like no, he can yeah. do whatever he, he can wants. Do whatever he wants. No yeah. one. He's not getting criticized. No, yeah. not even a little bit. Uh, they lost Carlos Hyde, uh, but they gained Jarek McKinnon, who everyone says is going to be a better fit in, in the offense. Yeah, um, it's going to be different. Yeah, but not in a bad way. I don't think. Yeah. Then they have, uh, they still have Goodwin and uh, Garçon, uh, yeah. and they're both. Um, they're very offensively. They are built similarly to the Rams. Yeah. Although they don't. For sure. But like a couple years behind them, you can see where they're going. The Rams right. are where they want to get. Yeah. And they're still building there. Like McKinnon is not girly. No. And their line isn't even as good as the Rams. Although, I mean, they're drafting for it. So, yeah. you can see where they're trying to go. For sure. Um, and then, defensively, I mean, um, they're all right. <laughs> they, like, they added yeah. Sherman, but he's coming off the Achilles. Yeah. Uh, and they're kind of building kind of a similar... Like, it looks. It seems like they're trying to build um, a defense kind of like Seattle built with the, yeah. the Legion of Boom. I think they're going to try and go second. Instead, unlike the Rams, who are going, obviously, like, up front to back, yeah. I think the the Niners are going to try and go back to front. Yeah. They're going to start with the secondary. And, although, I'm lying. I'm lying. They have, like, 18 different <laughs> yeah. defensive linemen. Yeah. They have Armstead still. They have... Yeah. Uh, I mean, they drafted Solomon Thomas. He didn't do much last year, but I think he was going to, like... How could it? They've got, yeah. like, every three-tech right. in the league yeah. Yeah. in the past couple drafts. Right. Yeah. It's it's crazy. Uh, also, I mean, kind of similar to the Shanahan stuff, John Lynch is a genius who yeah. can still lace it up and lay the wood. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, if, they, if they're struggling <laughs> in the secondary, he'll just play second. He'll just play safety for them. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, and really the only way I see them not... Getting second in the division would be um, Jimmy G getting in a horrific accident, ruining his face, uh, <laughs> and and uh, Shanahan getting a like a traumatic brain injury and not, not yeah. being able to coach. Like that's yeah. that's all. Uh, see, I don't. <laughs> well, I think well, one. I think they're gonna they're young in the secondary, even though they're trying to build there. So I yeah. think they're gonna give up a good amount of points, and I don't think the offensive line. I it, still the NFL is a passing league that you have to be able to run in. Yeah. And I don't think they're going to be able to run all that well. They might, you know, try it because Shanahan. Mm-hmm. Shanahan, I mean, I've I've heard about his offensive philosophy enough to know that he loves play action and believes in it wholeheartedly. So they're going to try and run the ball. And I don't think they're going to be all that effective in it. So I just don't think they're quite where everyone else thinks they are yet. Right, and, like, yeah, their O-line isn't great. Um, like, Joe Staley's their, like, 
perennial all pro like yeah. left tackle, but I mean I think he's coming into his fourteenth or twelfth. He is 12th old. Twelfth or fourteenth season. He yeah. So, it's Andrew Whitworth basically yeah, like right, a clone. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, that could be a problem. Yeah. Uh, but they'll be all right. Yeah. I mean, they're clear. You're gonna see clear improvements. I just don't think that improvement is gonna be to the point of even competing with the Rams. Yeah, I think personally, like the yeah, the reason they're second to me is because they are ahead of the Seahawks and and Cardinals. Not necessarily that they're yeah. like they're better. better. Is that they're, they're worse? Ahead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, dropping I, off. I think the Cardinals could get up to second. Um, yeah. potentially, but it, I think it has to be, um, I think it'd be a struggle. Like they're, I think they're, it's going to be close, but I think the Niners are going to get a second. Yeah. I think, so let me ask you a question. Who's the best quarterback in that division? It's Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Russell who? Russell Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> it shouldn't, you had to think about it too long. Then this I is know, what no. I think. I, yeah. This is what I'm thinking is that people are over the moon on Jimmy G. Well, see, I thought Jared Goff first. I thought okay, Jared Goff different. first. And then, and then, and then I was like, oh yeah, it's Russ. Yeah. Because I forget about Russ because he's always yeah, having he's, to run about 20 yards back before he can actually get the yeah. ball off. Yeah. So, talk about, let's, let's use that and go to the Seahawks yeah. to talk about them. I was just interested because I feel like people... People, especially this offseason, at least, even though Russell Wilson was, what, second or, I think he was third in the MVP voting, it, it's like, okay, well, the first person I think about is Jimmy G, and that's not who it should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, thought, I just thought of Goff because... Of what McVay makes him. Right, yeah. yeah. And, and I think that's what, that's what it is, yeah. because, I mean... If you if you give Russ a bad coaching situation, he won't have as terrible a season as Goff, Goff. did his rookie year. Yeah. Um, with a terrible coaching situation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about talk about the Seahawks. Let's go on the offensive side. What you got for me? Uh, or just in general. All I, all I really have is uh, Russell Wilson uh, and Doug Baldwin. <laughs> those okay. those two are are very good football players. Yeah. Uh, other than that, on offense, I mean, they drafted Penny, right? And he's, yeah, he's a good football player. I don't know if he's gonna yeah, do. That was it, one of my least favorite picks in the entire draft. Yeah, he's a good football player, but I don't think he's going to be able to, um, be the run game that they need. Um, no. Yeah. What does a running back need? A line. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh. So I just don't think offensively they're going to do anything different than they did last year. Yeah, I think it's going to be... I think they'll rely more on scheming. They're going to attempt to scheme people open because they know they can't get open by themselves. And hopefully they don't just throw everything on Russell Wilson. Yeah, or they're not going to have enough time to get people... Like, for people to get open. So they're going to have to scheme it. Like, I don't know. Bubbles to Doug Doug Baldwin. Yeah, it's gonna be like a it's gonna be bubbles to Doug Baldwin and then a fake bubble QB run up the middle. Yeah, yeah. Behind a wedge. Yeah, it's gonna be bad football. That's why I was I I'm I have them fourth. Like offensively, I don't know if they're gonna be able to do anything different from last year. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, defensively, I mean they have 
Earl Thomas and Bobby Wagner. For now, they have Earl Thomas. Yeah, exactly. For now, they have Earl Thomas and they yeah. have good linebackers. Yeah. And Bobby Wagner and KJ Wright still there. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I, I... Yeah, they're rebuilding and they won't say it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they yeah. Lower the expectations now is my advice to the Seahawks. Right. Because I don't, even if, even I have them being better in the division than you, and I, but I still don't think it's going to be a year that the Seattle fans have come to expect. Right. They might play second, but they shouldn't be proud of it. Yeah. (laughs) Is, is, Is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So let's go to the last team. I have them fourth. You had them third. Third. Yeah. And that's the Arizona Cardinals, who have a bunch of QBs that nobody knows anything <laughs> about, except for that the one they think might start is going to get hurt. Yeah. Uh, Which is tough. I have, so a reason they'll, they'll beat the Seahawks, I mean, in, in like placement, uh, is Bradford's a solid QB. Um, well, yeah, when he plays, he's good. Yeah, uh, he's played two... Healthy seasons in his eight-year career. Uh, I think it's like 2010 and 2012, something like that. Uh, and, I mean, I mean, he's even when he is healthy, he's like a, a solid quarterback. Like, he's, he's not yeah. he's not MVP when he's healthy. No. So, even if he is perfectly healthy, which yeah. I guarantee he won't be. Uh, yeah, Rosen's going to be starting. Yeah. Like I that, think the majority of the game. Yeah, so I have, like, Bradford's a solid QB, but they have a beautiful mind-style QB in Rosen. <laughs> uh, in that he's a, he's, I'm using genius a lot, but, I mean, he's a very smart quarterback. Yeah. Um, with the talent to, to um, use his mind effectively. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, David Johnson's returning. Um, That's good. I'm excited for that. Yeah, uh... And Is it weird that I don't think they're going to be all that... I don't think they'll be terrible. Like, they're not going to be a dumpster fire. No, yeah. But I don't think they'll be really good. I think they'll be, you know, okay. Right. And I, yet I'm excited to watch them. Like, I'm excited to see... What this happens? whole division, the Niners, the C, other than, you know, the Rams, who are going to be really good. Right. The Seahawks, the Cardinals, and the, the Niners, I don't expect them... I expect them to be kind of middle of the road, mm-hmm. but I think they'll be interesting. For sure. All of them. Yeah, uh... I, I agree. The Cardinals have a, a roster that has the spots you need to be good in. Yeah. The running back, the pass rushers, mm-hmm. the quarterback, the corner. Yeah. But but it's like they don't have it, the rest of it. Yeah. Like they're, they're, I think, are they're closer than... I would say they're closer than the Niners. The Niners have so many spots... With not that much. See, but like, and, they have they they're similar though. Like they have like because they have the quarterback, they have yeah. the running back for the system. They have good receivers, and they ha- they have a good uh, corner in Richard Sherman if he's fine. Um, yeah, but I think, and they have a good D line. Oh, I don't think Richard Sherman's gonna be fine. That's just me. So I don't even count him. But I don't think their D the the Niners D line. It doesn't have impact people. Yeah. Not like Chandler Jones, for sure. Yeah. Who led the league in sacks last year? Yeah, you know that's what I'm th- I'm saying. I think the Cardinals get like a guard and a tackle, right. and maybe a, 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 either a good corner, or a good safety, mm-hmm. and I can see him being right at the top of the division. I I just want to point out that we haven't mentioned Larry Fitzgerald yet. Uh, 
yeah, and we're just talking about the Cardinals. Yeah, just because uh, Larry Legend. Yeah, yeah he, he should be the president of the United States for all time, for forever. <laughs> yeah. I tweeted that out one time, uh, and I still stand behind it. <laughs> he should be the president of everything forever. And I wasn't kidding. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you. Like, That's why I was saying that the Niners and the Cardinals could be very close. Yeah. And that like it could be switched. Um, yeah. I think it's going to be, they're going to have a very similar record. It just depends on... Yeah. Schedule, yeah. honestly. Um, but yeah. Uh, defensively, I have Chandler Jones and Patrick Peterson are okay at football. <laughs> yeah. They're pretty okay at football. Yeah. Pretty, 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 pretty good. <laughs> yeah, they, I, I was very impressed by the both of them. Yeah. Chandler Jones is a freak. Um, yeah. That dude's fun. Yeah, I think I don't think he needs to take a, a like steps in order to sack the quarterback. His arms are so long. His his arms are ridiculous. <laughs> he's so just, it's kind of albatross. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Patrick Peterson is he's Patrick Peterson locked down all the time for forever. Uh, mm-hmm. Just a supreme athlete. Um, yeah, that so I have him third, uh, but it, they could easily be second. Yeah, run down run down what you think the order is going to be again. Just to recap. L.A. Rams, San Francisco 49ers, Arizona Cardinals, Seattle Seahawks. Seattle Seahawks, okay. And I think it's going to be the Rams, then the, what did I say, Seahawks? You did say Seahawks. Then the Niners and the Cardinals. And I have, almost, I would say I have, conviction is like, if I had to rate it, like, Madden, it'd be, like, a 10. Yeah. <laughs> like, the conviction is not high. Oh, yeah. I know the conviction's high on the Rams and almost zero on the other three. Uh, right. They could... I feel like they could all end up anywhere. And and when I was looking at stuff, it was pretty much the same thing you're saying across the board on things I was reading. It was, the Rams are going to finish first, and then after that, it's... We'll it, see. Yeah, it's, it's just going to be an exciting division, because yeah. who the hell knows? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be the most exciting, mediocre division in football. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Okay, so that's our that's NFL talk. That is the NFC West. And we broke it down for you as much uh, as we could, either prepared as Young Walsh was or unprepared as I was. But that's really all we have for this week's podcast. We brought you the news. We brought you recess. We brought a topic. What more do you want from me? And Young Walsh. Now, we're not going to do Fact Check Roundup because we were never wrong, or at least we don't know it yet. Um, next week, everything's so up in the air with, you know, at St. Bale's getting ready to come back. I think he's itching. He's texting us all the time wanting to get back. Um, with uh, We just bring people on who know what they're talking about, like Young Walsh here. And so next week's preview, I have no idea. Figure it out. Hopefully we'll have some, a little bit more football talk for you. But you can always find us. I've said it a couple times, but I don't want you to forget. So you can find us on Twitter at bold underscore nonsense. On Instagram at bold dot nonsense. Or you can email us, boldnonsensepodcast at gmail.com. Expect the show on Saturdays at some point. Even though last week's was on Friday night at Still Smooth. That was his first time editing. So shout out, Still Smooth, first time editing. Good work. I would golf clap, but I don't want to. Big time stuff. Big time stuff! 
Uh, you can find the show. Find it on SoundCloud. We're on there all the time. But the best place to really find it, on iTunes, bull, or excuse me, on iTunes at the uh, podcast app. What am I trying to say here? iTunes podcast app, that thing, <laughs> that whole damn thing. Uh, and on there, go ahead, subscribe, rate, review, review it. Let us know what you're thinking about the show, whether you like it, whether you hate it. And in that, ask us questions. Ask us anything you want. Anything you want, just uh, don't be a dick about it. Okay? And here's one more thing for you. This one's important. Podcast awards. It's that season. So we thought it'd be super cool if the senseless got behind this this podcast, this show, all three of us, and you went to podcastawards.com. That's about as simple as it gets, podcastawards.com. On there, you can nominate different shows. You just go in, you nominate, you nominate bold nonsense. So we win awards. And then more people listen, and we win more awards, and, and everything, and then the show gets better from there. And we become famous, and we forget all of you. And then eventually it's a TV show. And, and, and yeah, then you have to see our faces. And then like seven... A seven movie like series or something. Yeah, six seasons in a movie. Yeah. Community shout out. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it'd be awesome. Go to podcastawards.com and nominate Bold Nonsense for some awards. Because we work really hard for this and, and we enjoy doing it. And we enjoy you listening and getting back at us on all forms of social media. Speaking of social media, you want to plug it? You wanna... I don't even know my handles. <laughs> It's uh, Captain, Captain Redbeard, Redbeard uh, yeah. 44 on Instagram and Captain Redbeard 6 on Twitter, I believe. Way to be consistent. Who knows? You're almost as consistent as us. <laughs> anyway, that's this week. We appreciate you guys listening, you interacting with us, and you uh, loving, loving the podcast as much as you do or don't. For at St. Bale's. Cheers for our at still smooth much love. Go ahead, whatever you want. Peace, dude. That's Peace. all I got. Peace, dude. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I'm at Walt Disney. If you love it, love us. This is the Full Nonsense Podcast, and stay senseless. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Very little. I hate goodbyes. It's over. Go home. Go. Uh-oh.